This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are on a special Saturday. It is the Hall of Fame edition of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Flagship station for your Las Vegas Raiders. Hall of Fame weekend. Hall of Fame edition of the show being brought to you by MauiJellyFactory.com. Definitely appreciate them. And uh, another day in the books here in Canton, Ohio. Uh, tonight is going to be the 2020 enshrinement at uh, Tom Benson Stadium. And then tomorrow night, the 2021 enshrinement for the class at Tom Benson Stadium. And I've seen the construction. I've seen the flip. I've seen it go from being a football field to now where the presentation is going to take center stage later on this evening. Very excited about that opportunity. But we are here on this this Saturday to celebrate, well, the greatness that we saw last night. We saw the gold jackets be given out to the Hall of Famers. We saw Coach Tom Flores put that gold jacket on and what he looked like and how happy he looked to get that gold jacket. We saw Charles Woodson get that gold jacket. We saw him kind of put his arms out and just soak it in like he just had an interception and took it to the house, Charles Woodson style. And just just great to see those guys get uh, honored like that. And Coach Flores for him, I mean, I'm telling you, I have not uh, got that emotional moment yet but just seeing coach Flores on stage with David Baker with Raiders owner Mark Davis just seeing him up there and getting that gold jacket and sitting there and looking at these guys and without saying thank you finally you guys got me in or thank you for getting me in right now it almost looked like he said thank you for getting me in right now so just really wanted to salute the Hall of Fame for getting this one right getting this one right and making sure that coach was in very excited about uh, you know that that opportunity to to see him and, and hear his speech tomorrow evening as well as Charles Woodson. But really, and and I know JT's been doing a great job documenting the 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 road, the trip to Canton, and really been giving a lot of love to Coach Flores. And I know the Raiders have helped out in a major way by you know giving a lot of former players, putting them on the show to talk about Coach Flores, and uh, just for him to get that honor, man, it's been. It's been a heck of a, a few weeks as JT's been documented on his show from noon to two on uh, on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. So just to just to be here and kind of witness all that is it's it's a great thing and can't wait to be able to get back into the home studios on Monday and really talk about everything that went down and took place this weekend here in Canton, Ohio. This morning they had the parade bright and early at eight a.m. local time. Had the parade, Coach Flores and Mark Davis riding in the blue Camaro. In the parade that John McClain talks about quite a bit when we have him on the show on Thursdays at 2.30, that that's an awesome part of it. Raider Nation really showed out, really showed out. And and salute to Mark Davis. I actually had uh, a guy tweet at me this morning, and let me go ahead and, and find who it was who did that. Uh, it was Ohio Raider, I believe, on Twitter. Uh, anyway, he, uh, he sent me a picture, and uh, Mark Davis, Raider's owner, had actually uh, signed, autographed his hat. Uh, during the parade and said, man, that's awesome. The owner of the team is going to give me an autograph right during the parade. So I thought that that was pretty cool by, by Mark Davis. And I'll tell you this, I know personally he has been campaigning for years 
for years trying to get Coach Flores into the Hall of Fame. I remember seeing him and running into him in Atlanta when uh, the Super Bowl was there. I believe it was the Patriots and the Falcons. No, not the Falcons. I'm sorry. The Patriots and the Rams. The Patriots and the Rams. That's the one Jared Goff missed his wide receiver in the end zone. And, well, they didn't score that touchdown. The rest is history. The Patriots come away with another one. But I remember seeing him at uh, at Lee Steinberg's party, and he was being honored by Lee. And Lee, Lee Steinberg, a super agent, has been friends with Raiders owner Mark Davis for a very long time. He was honoring him that day. And Mark was was getting hit up by multiple media members to do interviews. And he, he said a couple words here and said a couple words there. And then at some point he said, hey, guys, I'm sorry, I got to cut this short. I have to go try to get Coach Flores into the hall. It was that Saturday presentation that final presentation that he was going to give, hoping that coach was going to be able to get into the Hall of Fame that year. And that was a few years ago. Obviously, it didn't happen, but he finally is a official like a referee's whistle. He has that gold jacket. So we're here to talk about Coach Flores. We're here to talk about Charles Woodson. We're, talk, we're here to talk to you, Raider Nation. We're here to talk about the violator. Just very excited. Again, uh, this is one of those honors. It doesn't get any higher than that. So we'll be with you for the next two hours here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Hall of Fame edition, special edition of Unnecessary Roughness. Usually we roll Monday through Friday, but today we've got to make an exception. And again, it's all being brought to you by Maui Jelly Factory. You can check them out online at MauiJellyFactory.com. They have a lot of great flavors to choose from. They have all kinds of uh, syrups and jams and jellies and barbecue sauces and just everything that you need to put that little extra mwah. I'm not going to say any kind of words because I might use the wrong language. I might not be speaking, uh, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the language of the land. I might end up speaking another language. So just to put that extra little oomph into your, your meal, bring Maui to your meal and do it with MauiJellyFactory.com. Coming up on today's show, speaking of former players that are there to talk about Coach Flores, how about Van McElroy? He was on Unnecessary Roughness a couple of weeks ago, and we were kind of talking about the the road to Canton and different things to expect and, and how he was excited to be here in town for Coach Flores. But as a former player who played for him, not only with the Raiders and won a Super Bowl with the Raiders, but also Coach Flores traded for him, and he played with, with under coach in Seattle. And, and obviously those years that Coach Flores was there in Seattle weren't good years, but Van McElroy played for him twice, two different organizations. Now that he's actually seen the gold jacket go on, and he was at the gold jacket ceremony last night, now that he's seen that gold jacket go on to Coach Flores, now what are his thoughts? And how emotional is it for him? So we're going we're gonna to catch up with him in about 15 minutes. No, probably not, about 10 minutes. Van McElroy, uh, former safety for the Raiders, Super Bowl winner, four-time Pro Bowler, will join the show. Uh, coming up at 1 o'clock, my guy, Steve Foster, I like to call him Foster. He's in town from ESPN San Antonio, and it's so funny. I didn't expect, I didn't know he was coming at all, but uh, I was here yesterday uh, at, at this location that I'm at right now, McKinley High School. Uh, this little makeshift radio road that they have is kind of butted up against Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. You can walk out the back door and literally be in the stadium. They have this uh, this this little radio road that they have, and it's it looks like it's where the lunchroom would be. So maybe it's at the hallway leading into the lunchroom. Either way, this is where it is. Literally, there's me and another radio station here right now. So, And it's about enough tables for maybe five or six radio stations. And it's been me and maybe one or me and two uh, at the most the whole, the whole time. So just a very small radio row here represented in McKinley High School. But that's okay. We're all right with that. So uh, I was <laughs> I was about to leave here yesterday as I realized that uh, that it was going to close at four and it wasn't going to be uh, in time for me to do the show. And that's when I had to go and hustle to the 
the hotel room, and I don't want to bring up that can of worms again, but a room. <laughs> so I was leaving. I was on my way out of here yesterday trying to hustle to get to the hotel room, and I ran into Fox. And he was there. And again, he's from ESPN San Antonio. We used to run into each other all the time uh, at Super Bowl events and, uh, you know, Radio Row there. And so anytime that he was in town, uh, we'd always hang out for a while. So we went out and had dinner last night. And uh, he's a he's a big Raider fan, even though he lives in uh, in, in Texas. He's a he's a Raider fan. Uh, he's also shows love to the Cowboys as well. Just being, you know, being there in Texas, got to show some love to the Cowboys. So uh, Drew Pearson is a guy that's near and dear to his heart. But Cliff Branch is near and dear to his heart as well. Matter of fact, Cliff Branch is a guy that uh, Foss actually learned how to catch a football from. So uh, he, he has some pretty cool stories about Cliff. So we'll we'll talk all things uh, uh, Raiders and Hall of Fame weekend with Steve Foster. We'll do that uh, coming up at uh, 1 p.m. And then JT the Brick. We all know him very well, right? He, he always does a show here on, on Raider Nation Radio. Matter of fact, at this time, noon to 2. Well, he's going to join us at, at 1.30 just to talk about Coach Flores getting in and, and seeing the gold jacket being put on him. Plus, uh, you know, he's been walking around the hall. He was at the in, in the hall earlier today and just checking it out, uh, just kind of taking the tour through Canton. And so we'll talk about that uh, with JT, just his experiences. He'll make a little guest appearance on Unnecessary Roughness. That'll come up at 1.30. And then we'll close things out with the conversation that I had, I think, maybe a week or maybe a week and a half. No, probably a couple of weeks now. Uh, from with the Violator, Gorilla Rilla, and Senor Raider that was at the Las Vegas ballpark. That was the the battle for Vegas, uh, the Raiders versus the Golden Knights. Uh, they were all there in attendance, and the Violator, of course, is is being inducted into the Ford Hall of Fans this weekend as well. So you'll hear that conversation. I never did get to bring it to the radio station, and so uh, why not put it on the show today since it is the Hall of Fame edition? So those are the guests, but Raider Nation, we also want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. Of course, the Salmon Ash text line. Always wide open like some old school TV antennas as well. 69187. Keyword R&R. Make sure you visit SalmonAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. We definitely appreciate them for being the sponsor of the text line. So you can chime in throughout the course of the show. If you just want to give a shout out, you want to say what's on your mind this uh, you know, this Saturday afternoon as we're leading up to the, the first induction ceremony going on this evening, the 2020 class uh, that didn't get to be enshrined last year because of COVID. They'll get their time to shine tonight, and then the 2021 class will get their time to shine tomorrow evening. I'll actually be uh, on on a plane headed back to Las Vegas tomorrow evening, so JT the Brick will take over as far as the coverage of uh, everything going on here in Canton, Ohio. But we've got you covered like a glove. Uh, we're excited. I'm pumped up and excited about today's show. Uh, it's not very often that I get to hop on the radio on a Saturday, but here we are. So let's go ahead and get things started. Let's pop into the pressure cooker. 12:10 is the time. When we come back, we'll be talking to former. Raider safety, Super Bowl winner, four-time Pro Bowler, played under Coach Flores multiple times. We'll be talking to Van McElroy here on Raider Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the just the jersey or just the just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Good stuff right there from Marcel Reese, former Raider, now ambassador with the team, talking about what it means to be a Raider. I like that. Good job, Damon. It's a way to think outside the box. Raider Nation Radio 920 is what you're listening to right now. Unnecessary Roughness, special 
Hall of Fame edition on this Saturday as we are here honoring Coach Tom Flores. We're here honoring cornerback Charles Woodson. We're here to show love to the Violator as well. Uh, very excited about the, the, the show. Very excited about the opportunity to be here this weekend. Uh, Canton, Ohio is littered with a lot of silver and black, not only fans, but former players. Plenty of former players. Plenty of former players with gold jackets. <laughs> There's a lot of representation for the Raiders here in Canton, Ohio uh, this weekend. So uh, just I- excited to be able to see everyone soak it in and enjoy what, they, uh, what, what, they, what they've what what they been waiting for for a long time, especially when it comes to Coach Flores. And right now on the phone lines, we have a guy that played for Coach Flores. We played for Coach Flores multiple times, matter of fact, with the Raiders and with the Seahawks. And we had him on the show not too long ago. That's safety Van McElroy. And Van, thank you for uh, taking a few minutes of your Saturday to uh, hang out with us again, Unnecessary Roughness. But I just wanted to get your your thoughts now that you were there at the gold jacket ceremony. You saw Coach Flores get that jacket on. You saw him have that look on his face, that thank you, thank you, thank you look. What, what was going through your mind when he finally put that jacket on? You go back and you just think about all your times really in the locker rooms, the players, your teammates, and, you know, these coaches, just the effort and the time that, that goes into everything that, that certainly in this case he's accomplished. I mean, he's so well-deserving, the Super Bowls, uh, and really the players they put together and how he handled uh, a bunch of guys that we were, to be honest with you, we're all a bunch of idiots. And, you know, you put all those guys together, they're pretty talented, and make them all work together and, and you end up, in my case, I was part of one Super Bowl, but just two years prior to that, they, they uh, won another one. So it was just fabulous. The, the difficult part for him is he just had uh, back surgery, so he was in a wheelchair. Right. And uh, But it was so good to see him. And the way they do it for those listening is, you know, all the gold jackets go out and they form a line along the walkway uh, of the auditorium. And... You know, I don't know if people have ever watched some, someone model clothes or what have you, but it's a similar type walkway, and they announce that person. They come up onto that uh, that stage or that walkway, and then they walk all the way down through those gold jackets that are on both sides, and they're shaking hands and hugging and high-fiving. And it's just a, it's a really, really neat uh, way they do it, and it was just cool to see him finally get what he's deserved for a long time, in my opinion. Yeah, no doubt about it. I agree 100%. Has it uh, has it become emotional for you yet? Absolutely. I mean, you know, so I saw Howie and just, you know, several guys that uh, that I've, I've played with or saw Dave uh, Casper, the ghost, to, to all the yeah. young people out there and, and just saw those old guys play with Dave uh, for a couple of years. Now, just a quick story on him. I, I was a rookie and I had forgot to uh, – get my helmet one one practice this was in two days and up in Santa Rosa and so I ran back in real quick and I got my helmet as I was on my way out I look in the training room and there's this guy in there that that has this uh has a needle and a bottle of xylocaine xylocaine is a deadening uh uh type of thing so he was using (laughs) he got his own xylocaine and shot his ankle (laughs) Wow. And I'm sitting here as a rookie, you know, just a guy. I'm looking at this thing, and I'm going, what the heck have I got myself into? And it was just <laughs> funny, man. And the guy, you know, later on, I saw him out there practicing. You know, he had messed up his ankle pretty bad. And so, as we've said before, those days were just a little different. And uh, 
it was good stuff. But it was great to see those guys. It was great to see Tom. And, uh, you know, it's tough to kind of see him in the situation he's in, but at the same time, uh, you just get emotional kind of just kind of remembering just everything that took place. It's a magical time in a player's life, you know, to realize how difficult it is to win a Super Bowl. I mean, it is hard, guys. I mean, you got – I mean, I don't care what team you're on. Those teams – every team's talented, man. You know, we go right. and define, fine-tune some of these things and really start talking about teams. But every – these guys are talented. And you get all these guys together, and for one year, you can keep them together. The, the injuries are right. You know, the game – I mean, we had one game where we should have lost. I mean, we were playing the, the Colts and – and they had the ball running the clock out. I mean, there's like 20 seconds left. And the running back fumbles the ball. We get it, run out, kick a field goal. If it weren't for that, you know, you don't. And, and every team has that sort of journey when it's just their time. Uh, it's time mm-hmm. for them to, uh, for that to happen. So emotional, fun time, great to see guys. And, uh, goodness, you know, it's, it's just it's pretty cool. It really is. It's been a lot of fun just being here for the couple days that I've been here. We're talking right now with former Raiders safety Van McElroy, Super Bowl winner, four-time Pro Bowler, uh, played under Coach Flores multiple times. And, you know, uh, I was I started off the show talking about Mark Davis as well, who's been, you know, at the forefront, really pounding the table for Coach Flores to get in. He was there last night uh, putting on the gold jacket with him. He was in the parade today uh, in the back of the blue Camaro. Uh, what are your thoughts on just Mark Davis continuing year after year after year to keep pounding that table until Coach Flores finally got into the Hall of Fame. You know, to be to be real honest here, Q, I wondered how this thing would be with Mark. You know, I saw Mark as a young man. He and Cliff Branch were, were tied buddies, partying together as kids. You know what I'm saying? As young guys. Yeah. And, and But as I have watched him, the guy is amazing. And I think I said this before, but when we went to, to uh, Mike's funeral, Mike Davis, Mad Dog, who – passed away on us a couple of months, you know, we had a funeral a couple months or so ago and had his whole secondary guys. We got up and each said something. And, you know, when I stand up there and I look, who's sitting at that table with Mary and their kid, Mark Davis, mm-hmm. you know, and those types of things are just fundamental if you're going to have an organization that's going to, that's going to win. And I think he, I think he really gets that. I mean, he bought the basketball team there in Vegas and he was telling me uh, this past week we were at the alumni deal and had a good visit with him. He said, man, they didn't even have an alumni group with this basketball team. And he said, the old players are, are what allow the new players to win. I mean, you don't have all those people together. So he really, I think, has a real appreciation for what the old guys can do for the young guys and remembering you know, who really brought this team to where it is today. And uh, I just think he's a fabulous, I really do. I think he's a fabulous owner GM. And, and I really, I think the move is probably a really good move for them. And I think, I just think they're going to do well simply because of that. What did you see from being at the uh, alumni, you know, the alumni banquet that they had the other evening? I don't, I don't know if you were out at, at practice at training camp, but uh, m- many of the alumni were there as well. If you were able to see some of the practices, uh, what, were, what were your thoughts? They have a lot of talent. The, the, the difficult part today, and us old guys, you know, we're, they just, they don't, there's no contact. I mean, we had a fight 
you know, about every other play. I mean, but there's zero <laughs> right. contact. The way they do it, it's just different, man. And and so it's hard to get a real feel for what it, just what kind of team is out there, you know. And, and that's pretty much every pro team today. It's just their contact is, is not that much. And so it, it's really hard to see and get a feel for what a team is if you if you just can't see that part of it. The guys out there, you know, they move well. You know, they've got a, a, they've got a good athletic team. They've got size. They've got all those things that people can see. They're kind of obvious. But how they work together and how that quarterback, and, and again, I think it's really going to be in that quarterback. I think he's got the, the ability cue. I think, you know, he does. But we'll see. You know, that that, right. that guy is so critical to a team today. And, that they're, and again, their defense has struggled for a while. We've talked about it before. I mean, I don't know that they've had a Pro Bowl safety or DB. I don't know when. Right. You know what it's I'm saying? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> and, and, you yeah. know. Defense, I mean, you got to have defense to win. Yeah, you absolutely do. You absolutely do. We're talking right now with former Raider safety Van McElroy. And before we let you go, and I do appreciate your time this afternoon, uh, I got to ask, uh, what did it mean to you to be in that room, in that banquet at Allegiant Stadium with all those uh, alumni? And again, going back to the motto, once a Raider, always a Raider. Mark made that statement. And it was so, you know, it's so cool, especially as you get older. And you realize your time is coming soon, too, that you just realize what a special, special moment it was, how how fortunate you were. You know, get into all this me-me stuff and, you know, who was drafted first or who was – and you take away, you know, one to me the most important thing is that, I mean, it was an honor. What a privilege it was to go out there and be beside Mike Haynes, Mike Davis, Lester Hayes, Rod Martin, Howie Long, Matt Miller, Ted Hendricks, Reggie Kenlaw. I mean, you know, what a blessing, man, to to be around those type of guys, play with them, and and be able to. All we did was win in the 80s, dude. That's all we did. You know, we (laughs) never went to the Super Bowl, but but, but they were, I I guarantee you, every team that was going to play us knew that that it was coming, you know, and it was going to get ugly. And, And so, I that's what I, you know, when I see that and, and see Tom and see all those gold jackets, it just makes you realize, for me anyway, just what a privilege it is to be in the NFL. All those young men that, that just want to and don't get to, and here you are, not only there, but you're, you know, you become a four-time All-Pro and win Super Bowl, and you're around some of the most gifted players on the planet and the coaches, as, as Coach Forrest was just a, a giant of a man and just a good man and who really took care of me. I, you know, when he brought me up to Seattle Q, he, he, he really put me out to graze a little bit and let me get a couple of years in. I helped to do a few things, you know, I had a few sacks and did some things, but, but the man, you know, it was almost like, man, I really appreciate everything you did there. Come up here, help us lead, you know, be a leader a little bit, help us do some things. And, and hopefully I did that, but he took care of me and Gail, and, and we're just grateful and we're excited that we're here to honor him because uh, for, for me right now, it's all about him this weekend. Absolutely. No, 100%. That's exactly why I wanted to have you on today, just because I knew that, it, you know, Tom Flores, Coach, meant so much to you, and this is a special moment for you and all the Raider Nation and the, the Raider family and fraternity as well. So, Van, thank you so much for your time, my man. Enjoy Canton, Ohio. Soak it in. Enjoy your time with Coach, and, and we'll catch up soon. 
Hey, and Q, next time, you know, I come to this thing, I promise you'll be my plus one, brother. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got you. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Mark that down. Put the date everything. All right, man. Love you guys. See you. All right. Appreciate you. Have a great one. There he goes. Van McElroy right there. Good dude. Real good dude. Love the testimonials about Coach Tom Flores. And that's exactly why I wanted to have him on. I know I had him on just a couple of weeks ago on the lead up, the ramp up to Canton, Ohio. But to actually see that gold jacket put on Coach Flores. And, and like he said, it was a, you know, it was a runway type situation where you're going down the runway. And, and to see him, you know, just had back surgery, but still was able to get that jacket on and soak it in and have that look on his face. He was so happy to have that moment. And that's something that no matter what, you can never take away Tom Flores. Coach Tom Flores is now a member of the fraternity that will for live forever, which is the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 1228 is the time. We'll come back. This is Unnecessary Roughness. This is a Hall of Fame edition on this Saturday on Raider Nation Radio 920. Give me your best. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. <laughs> hey, Raider, hey Raider Nation, this is Marcus Allen. You listen to Radio Station 920. Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Nation Radio Station 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Special Hall of, Hall of Fame edition of Unnecessary Roughness on this Saturday. Uh, feeling real good here live from Canton, Ohio, uh, being brought to you today by Maui Jelly Factory. Check them out at MauiJellyFactory.com. They have everything. I was just looking at the website right now, Damon, and, man, they have jams and jellies, syrups, relishes, barbecue sauces, everything you need. Just look at the website. The website alone just looks so Maui-like. You know, you've got the nice... Uh, man, I don't even—I don't even know what to call this, but it's just so—it just feels like it's—it's a, it's a taste of Maui. Just looking at it, it's just I'm on a, the website right now. Actually. I'm looking at you. What? I, I pulled it up. You know, you're you're talking about. It. It's like, oh, well, let me ooh, barbecue sauces. Okay, now we talking. Right. How about Maui guava ginger jam? Tell me that doesn't sound good. Maui lilokoi butter. I probably said that wrong, but that's how I get down sometimes. Maui low sugar pineapple jam. How about that? Maui papaya pineapple jam. I mean, just, man, just all these flavors, all these different fruits. And uh, these are just the jams and jellies. And one of the biggest things about Maui jelly uh, and, and uh, Maui jelly, jellyfactory.com is that you can go and, and get them. You can order them, deliver right to your house. All these fruits are all from Maui. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing brought in, nothing processed, none of that other, you know, stuff. Everything is authentic. So that's that's what's really cool about it. So definitely when you get a chance, go ahead and check it out. MauiJellyFactory.com. Uh, up here talking about Coach Flores, talking about Charles Woodson and, you know, me and uh, my, my buddy Steve Foster, who's going to come up at the top of the hour to talk about, you know, just the Hall of Fame experience and and what he's uh, so excited about this uh, this evening and tomorrow evening. Uh, we were sitting in this place near his his hotel, which was a lot nicer than my hotel. But, uh, yeah, we were sitting at a place near his hotel, and we were having dinner last night, and uh, a bunch of Charles Woodson's family came in. Now, Charles didn't show up, but a bunch of his family uh, came in. You could tell they had just came from the, the gold the gold jacket ceremony, so they were pretty excited and pretty pretty fired up. And, and that's the cool thing about it, man. You just run into people's families, and then they start telling you stories that you would never know 
you never know some certain stories, but they'll start, they'll just start telling you about, you know, them growing up with whatever player that, that we're talking about or whatever coach we're talking about. And, you know, we talked to, uh, we talked to, to Woodson's family briefly, you know, just kind of really let them have their, their space and everything. But you, you could just tell that they were excited to be there, uh, ran into some, uh, some family members of, uh, Edron James and he's, you know he's being put into the hall of fame and, and uh, by the way he has a heck of a car i don't know if you uh, checked out the parade or saw it online but he has a heck of a hall of fame car if you uh, if you haven't seen it don't know what i'm talking about google it google's everybody's friend go google edrin james and their uh, and his his uh, hall of fame car it's pretty awesome so uh we sat talked some stories with uh, with them as well so it's just you just never know who you're going to run into when you're here in uh, in canton ohio but uh i, I tweeted out a picture of or a, a slight about a five six second video of coach tom flores getting his gold jacket and i said the weight doesn't even matter anymore he got it and looks great in gold hashtag hall of fame hashtag coach flores hashtag raiders and my guy dave wilson uh hit me back and said the weight did matter no way tom flores should have had to wait this long i still say uh the hzof is dirt so uh, basically the hall of fame is dirt according to dave wilson but i'll say this in my response I get it. I totally get it. The wait was way too long. I don't think there's any person alive that thinks that Coach Flores should have had to wait this long. Every guest that we've had on, regardless if it was a member of the, the Raiders, if it was somebody that you know played for, coached with, had some kind of tie with the Raiders, or someone that is, you know, that, that, that's a national analyst, everyone agrees to a T that it took way too long for Coach Flores. Hell, we had Trey Wingo on on Friday. Trey Wingo. He's not he's not affiliated with the Raiders at all. And he said, hey, it took way too long, way too long. And he said Cliff Branch should be in, and he should. I think everyone knows that. But the thing is, once Coach Flores gets in and gets that gold jacket, I'm not going to hang on to, well, it took too long now. Look, man, that's 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 trying to be miserable. And, and I'm not pointing out, I'm not you know calling Dave out and saying he's trying to be miserable. I'm just saying we're, we're why why I said the weight doesn't even matter anymore is because now that it's, uh, it's done, it's a done deal, deal records, He's got the jacket. Cool. Great. I'm just glad that he's got it. I'm glad that he was able to soak that up and he was able to soak that up last night and he's going to be able to deliver his speech tomorrow. That's all I care about at this point. I'm not going to hang on to, you know how they always say, why are you bringing up old stuff? I'm not going to hang <laughs> on to old stuff at this point. I'm just not because it's it, it's it's irrelevant. The point that, that that matters now is that he's in and that's what it's all about. That's what's so exciting. And, and Damon, you've done a great job grabbing some audio. And I know there's a piece where Coach Flores talked about, you know, he, he thought he was going to get in, in a little bit sooner uh, and, you know, the expectations that he had. But, uh, you know, again, now he's in. But here's, here's that, that little soundbite from Coach Flores on expecting to make the Hall of Fame sooner and then finally getting in. Well, first of all, I was kind of expecting it uh, sooner and it didn't happen. So then I got skeptical about it. And. And uh, I was a little uh, uh, guarded it as far as anticipating that this might be the year. So I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna count anything. And then when it did finally happen, when when Mr. Baker knocked on my door here in my home in Palm Springs, and I saw that big body coming through the doorway, I said, "Oh man, it happened." That's when you realize it's happened. And I tell you, there's no better feeling. I had tears in my eyes. Uh, uh, I have tears in my eyes right now just thinking about it because that's, that's as far as, that's a lifetime achievement. 
and that's forever. And uh, my feeling is that when you make the Hall of Fame, you don't make the Hall of Fame. You and your family make the Hall of Fame and your friends and your coaches and your players. We all go in together. I just, I'm just a representative of a, of a wonderful group and a wonderful game. So there it is right there. I mean, that sums it up. Couldn't have been said any better. You couldn't, you couldn't have written a better answer than what Coach Flores just said. You know, and he didn't, didn't take it for granted and thought, hey, you know, I thought I was going to get in before. It didn't happen. Then, I, then at some point you think, hey, maybe it's not going to happen. And I think we've all, we, I think we could all can learn from that. You know, we can always tie things that go on that we kind of look up to in sports. We could always tie that into real life. There's a lot of things that we look at. We say, it's just not going to happen. It's never going to happen. I tried. Didn't work. I tried again. Didn't work. Tried again. Didn't work. Sometimes when you least expect it is when it happens or when you think that, hey, it's not going to happen is when it happens. You just never know. But Coach Flores, you know, he fought the good fight and uh, continued to fight. And now he's in. And you heard him say, I got emotional when I saw David Baker getting emotional talking about it. That means so much. But as far as, you know, being angry and upset that, you know, well, it took me too long to get in. He At this point, Coach don't give a damn about how long it talk, took him to get in. Coach just cares that he is in. Mark Davis, he doesn't care at this point anymore how long it took. Sure, we all would like everything to happen quick, fast, and in a hurry on our time, but it happened, and it's finally, and that's all that matters. Mark Davis was all smiles last night. He was all smiles today. Charles Woodson, he's, that's a situation where he'll never have to experience waiting a long time to get into the hall. But he put in the work, he, he, and he got what he deserved, and he got it right away. And sometimes that's how it is. He soaked it in. You know, I just saw a tweet that Charles Woodson put out not too long ago. My mama went from putting a, on diapers to me to – my mama went from putting on my diapers to putting on my gold jacket. Are you kidding me? So beyond blessed to have that moment with my mom. That was, uh, that was from Charles Woodson. He was quote – Quote tweeting Rich Eisen's tweet of uh, Charles Woodson's mom putting that gold jacket. And that video that, that I tweeted out, and you can find it at your boy Q254, I tweeted out the video of Charles. I mean, you can see he, he soaked it in, you know, put the arms out just like, yes, here it is. Got it. But you can see that, man, that's, a, that's just an amazing feat. You know, and the thing about the Hall of Fame, when I was here years ago, and I, I saw LaDainian Tomlinson get put into the hall. And, and the reason why that was relevant at the time was because I was at ESPN Central Texas and uh, he was from that neighborhood. You know, he was from actually the high school he went to was literally around the corner from the radio station. So it would have been irresponsible for us not to be there, be here. So we were. And it was great. It was great to see him live out that dream. And I asked him a question that and it's so funny because after he answered it, I thought back like that was such a dumb question. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you ask questions and you think in your mind it sounds right, but then, you know, it's really not. And the way he answered it wasn't in a, hey, that was a dumb question. It was just to put it into perspective. And, you know, it was just, you know, it was just me asking him basically about getting into the Hall of Fame. And, you know, what did you think growing up when, uh, you know, you, you thought about the Hall of Fame and you thought about getting in the Hall of Fame, what it would feel like? And he's like, I didn't think about anything about the Hall of Fame. No one thinks that they're going to get into the Hall of Fame. Playing the game, you don't you don't grow up like, I'm playing this game because I want to get into the Hall of Fame. You're playing the game because you love the game. You're playing the game because it helps you get to school. You're playing the game because it gives you a nice 
a nice paycheck. But you never played a game thinking I'm going to be a Hall of Famer. At some point, people tell you, hey, man, you're going to be a Hall of Famer. And you're, you're, you're playing at such a high level. You're going to have a busting in Canton. But you don't play the game. Coach Flores didn't coach the game thinking, I just won a Super Bowl. I'm going to go to the Hall. You know, and that's why I realized, like, yeah, that was such a silly question. You know. Oh, we've all been there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it happens. I, I Look, I mean, you know how you, you get better is you ask a question and then realize later that it wasn't the best question. But, again, the way he answered it just made it put it into perspective. Like, you don't, you don't know that this is going to be a destination ever. I mean, there's so many guys that played the game at a high level that can't even sniff Canton. So to be a part of that fraternity that can is just amazing. It just really, just really is. I mean, I talked about it yesterday. You know, if those busts in Canton, Ohio could talk. <laughs> if they could have meetings at night, you know, when the whole place was just closed, closed down, and they just, you know, had that, had that moment of... Uh, Whatever that movie was, that museum movie. <laughs> Actually, you know, I had that conversation yesterday on the Cofield and Company. It's like if those things could talk, man, can you imagine those conversations? All the greatness that they would be talking about. Yeah, and the first like, like night at the museum, but football edition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the that, the football version. <laughs> going to make that. Going to make that movie, man. Just give me a little credit for it. I, I pumped it up. I promoted it. <laughs> I came came up with it in a. In my own somewhat type of way. <laughs> no, not, not, you, know, you say it is jokingly, but now I'm just thinking like different players from different areas just talking about each other. And then it's just like just talking about their greatness or comparing. Like I would love to be able to just hear different players talk about what do you what made you so great or just like just talking about football and just like the greatness that is in the Hall of Fame. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That would be that would be awesome. I'm telling you, someone's going to have to put that together. But, uh, Damon, you had a couple more uh, little sound bites that you had pulled that I thought were great ones uh, from Coach Flores and from Charles Woodson. So let's go ahead and 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 hear what Coach Flores had to say about the Raiders and, and, and the tight knit family that they are. And, you know, we just heard from Van McElroy and, and uh, talking about alumni night and talking about how great it was to be at Allegiant Stadium with all of those former Raiders greatness next to him and as he's walking around Canton, Ohio, he's got Mike Haynes next to him he's got Tim Brown next to him, he's got Marcus Allen, he's got, you know, all Howie Long he's got all these guys that are right there with him as well that are all gold jackets, but at Allegiant Stadium it wasn't just the gold jackets, it was all the alumni, it was a bunch of, you know, former Raiders there in attendance, so uh, here's Coach Tom Flores talking about the Raiders talking about Raider Nation being a tight-knit family Well, I thought we were, yeah, the Raider we were First of all, we were a pretty tight family. Uh, and I say family because uh, th that's what we were like. The, the, old, the old core, uh, uh, the, the Raider Nation is a family, a very powerful family because we, uh, we believe in each other and, and uh, we, like the, uh, we like to be the underdogs. We like the, the uh, honorness look that we have. It looks like Halloween every, every Sunday afternoon when we play in Oakland. Uh, we like that. That was uh, that was our our. It kind of little by little became our our way of life, and little by little, uh, wherever we went in this country, there they were. The Raider Nation was there, so we were very proud of that. In fact, I I remember driving on a bus once, pulling up to a stadium, and here there are the Raider Nation, uh, and uh, I, I looked around the bus at some of these guys that they just. Some of the young ones, especially, 
And the look in their eye was, was, was worth it because they just said, wow, here we are and you know, all the way to the other side of the country. And look at this. And uh, they were pretty uh, enamored by that. And, and uh, I thought it was great. It was, it was a great thing to have. So there's Coach Tom Flores right there talking about the tight-knit family of the team, talking about the tight-knit family of the fan base, the Raider Nation. And, I mean, that's why we have the radio station, you know, Raider Nation Radio 920. I mean, because that's just what it is. And, you know, we get calls from all over the place. We get calls from Denver. We get calls from Hawaii. We get calls from, you know, Phoenix. We get calls locally in town from Vegas, of course. But we also get calls from Hong Kong, Australia. It is worldwide, Texas. Houston, Dallas, all over. And I'm just West Virginia. We get calls from the Bay Area. We get calls from everywhere because the Raider Nation is so wide. I've always said this that if if you're not a fan of a football team, now Demond, you'd be different as you're a Tennessee Titan fan and that's okay. I'm not trying to convert you. I'm just as uh, hey, everyone has their allegiance and that's cool. I'm I'm I salute that all the time. But what I do say is if you're not a fan of a particular team in general, if you are not attached yourself to a fan base yet and you go to a Raiders game, not watch it on TV, but go to a game and just give yourself an opportunity, go there with an open mind and just say, hey, I just want to see what this is all about. I just want to hear what all this hype is about. You know, when there's something that's that's being hyped up and you're like, you know what? I'm just curious. I just want to see. Is this real? Is this hype really all that? Is it everything that it says it is? And sometimes you go to something and you're like, yeah, yeah, it's real. Like the environment for the Vegas Golden Knights, that's real. That is real. I cannot wait. I promise you, I cannot wait to get into that arena and have the opportunity to to be a part of that environment. I cannot wait because I know that that buzz, that energy, that excitement that they have, that is real. Well, Go to a Raider game. Raider fans, you know, go to one Raider game. I, uh, I I told a friend one time that wasn't a fan of any team, just, yeah, I casually watch football. I like football, but, you know, I got too much going on. I don't really have time to be a fan. You know, I, I don't have time to lock in. I said, okay, cool. You want to go to Raider game this weekend? Oh, sure, that's cool, whatever. We'll go. Diehard Raider fan to this day. Just one time. All you need to do is go to that and experience that environment of going to the game and the buzz and the energy. And like you heard Coach Flores say, even on the road, I went to the Texans Raiders game. What was it? Last season? Was it last season? No, they, it was the season before. Yeah, it was 20. Was it 2019? Yeah, it was 2019. Absolutely. It was fans in the stands. <laughs> That's why I was there. The big, the <laughs> so, big, yeah. yeah, the biggest way to <laughs> identify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 2019 i went there and it's so funny because my buddy john who's actually in town in vegas right now uh he he was like hey we got to go to this game uh you know he's a season ticket holder for the texans i said okay i'll go i'll go with you it's all good and man when he pulled into that parking lot he looked around and he saw the the sea of black in houston he saw the sea of black it was whoa wait a minute and he looked at me and said, what y'all doing? I said, hey, man, I'm here. And it was funny because I was actually covering the game. I got a credential to go cover the game. I said, hey, man, Raider Nation don't play. Raider Nation shows up and shows out, homeboy. <laughs> he said, I see. He had no idea. No idea. You know, 
Texans fans, they're not they're not cut like that. They don't have the history like that. You know, the Raiders, they have that that history. The fan base has that history. It's special. It means something. And they show up everywhere. Matter of fact, I, I met T3 Raider Facts that day in Houston. Shout out to T3. He's up in the nation's capital. Yeah, we get calls from the nation's capital. It's just, it's worldwide. It's amazing. So I like that. I do think then, the mythology stuff that you talk about, it is like it's so steeped in the tradition where other teams just right. don't have it. And it's just like it just builds up. And the history is like us against everyone else. Like as Tom Flores said in that, in that clip where it, it, where, it's, it, it, where hearing it from him is like, I guess it is true. Like yep. the chip on the shoulder, it does come from somewhere. Yeah. It's not absolutely. made up. It's not made up to give to give the Raiders an edge. No, no, like they not made at a whole all. 30 it's, for 30 it's, about it. Right. It's something that's it's just it's in us. And I can say us because as a, a as a Raider fan, first and foremost, we all have that little bit of edge to us. And I'm telling you, it's just a, we're just a little bit different. We're built just a little differently. Now, I'm not saying that it's that's it, that's the only way to be built because it's clearly not. But it's just it, it's what works for us. And I think that and I'll, I could just speak for myself only. I can't speak for anyone else. But I feel like on a in a way that I conduct my lifestyle, I feel like that that is that is always giving me the edge that I've needed is to have that 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 chip, have that little bit of edge, that little something, like I said, that maybe everyone else doesn't have. I just for me again, I can only speak for me. I can't speak for everyone else, but that's how I've always lived my life. So it's been something that I've embraced. Um, one of the things that Coach Flores had to deal with was coming in after a legendary coach. Coming in after John Madden, I always say that it's tough to be the man to replace the man, right? No one wants to be that guy because it's tough to, to do that. But he had to do that. So here's Coach Tom Flores, and, and great job on these sound bites, Damon. I do appreciate it. Here's Coach Tom Flores on being different than John Madden. I am what I am. Uh, um, that way as a player, as a person, I, I was, uh, you know, quiet and uh, con- under control. John was that way as a person himself. So he he took on the field what he was. I took on the field what I was. And I remember talking to Al Davis. I said, you know, I'm not John. Uh, as far as the emotional part is, he said, I know that. I know that. He said, but I hired you to win. So there it is. He hired him to win. Just want to let that soak in for a minute. You don't have to be John Madden. You don't have to be Al Davis. You don't have to be anyone but you. All you got to do is go out there and win. That's what I hired you to do. And that's what every player that we've talked to, if it was Marcus Allen, if it was Tim Brown, if it was Van McElroy, every player that we've talked to, to Mike Haynes, all said about Coach Flores is he was a guy that was never rattled. He was a guy that was smooth, calm, cool, and collective. And the reason why the Raiders never panicked when they got in a moment where they shouldn't have won the game, like Van McElroy told us earlier today, shouldn't have won the game against the Colts. They were running out the clock. Their running back fumbled. The reason why they never panicked is because they looked at the sideline and that dude with that black vest, that Latino coach that was on his way to winning the Super Bowl as the first Latino coach to do that, Tony Dungy gets a ton of love for being the first man of color. Last time I checked, Latino was a color. Latino was a, a, a nationality. Latino is classified as a man of color. That's another conversation. 
that dude was not rattled. He was not panicked. He was calm. He was cool. And he was collective. And that made the team stay composed and never feel like they were out of it or it was over because their coach wasn't panicked and concerned and acting like it was over. We'll hear from Charles Woodson a little bit later on in the show as we kick into hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness, the Hall of Fame edition, live at McKinley High School here in Canton, Ohio, button up right against Tom Benson Stadium, the sign of uh, the site of the induction ceremony tonight for the 2020 Hall of Fame class, and then also the, the, the site for the enshrinement class of 2021. That'll be tomorrow night. That will include Coach Flores. That will include Charles Woodson. That's where we are. It's all being brought to you by MauiJellyFactory.com. Again, the Hall of Fame edition special Saturday show here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Coming up next in the kickoff hour number two, we'll have my guy, Steve Foster, ESPN San Antonio. He's got some stories to tell, and he'll tell them next on Raider Nation Radio 920.